Let me find exactly where. Matthew 11. Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. A very familiar passage for for people, I'm sure. Let's just read this short passage of, of Scripture. It says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls... For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think we've actually had testimony of that scripture just now in different ways. That God has stepped in in different situations with with healing, with comfort, with practical ways things are sorted out to bring rest where where there could have been distress, where there could have been real difficulty. That God has stepped in and he's brought his rest and he's brought his peace into, into situations. So, so that, that's, that's great and that's an encouragement to me as, I, as I'm speaking of this. I've actually perhaps experienced it a bit myself this afternoon as I've been trying to prepare. Various things seem to have been going wrong. Thanks, David. <laughs> Don't know why I didn't quite think of that myself, but... <laughs> 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 um, you know, I, I noticed that the, the, the cupboard on the wall had started to come away a bit, and, and um, Anna went to Leeds, and she got stuck in Leeds with the weather, and, and she could get back to Bradford, and we, we had to go. I had to go out to get to Bradford to get her, and it was getting near the service. So Amanda came with David to open up, and there were all things that could have brought stress and. Um, you know, worry and, and problems and things, but I felt I knew God's peace in the situation, and, and you know, I felt well. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about God's rest, and I. But I felt even in what could, was potentially stressful, I was experiencing that. Mm. Um, but there are two parts to this scripture, and the first part is focusing on those that are burdened and weary. And finding rest in Jesus. And that's really important and I want to talk about that. But the second part is equally important. It doesn't just stop there. Because it says, Jesus then says, take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's something to put down which is all our burden and our fear and our worry, but there's something to take up as well, which is the things that Jesus gives us to do. And that's equally important because so often when we come to this scripture, we stop after the first part. And we say, I'm handing my burden over, but we forget that there's a second part in that, in that is taking up what Jesus wants us to take up instead. There's a burden that's put down so that we are released to take something else up. Now, there's a tremendous difference between these two burdens. 
The one burden is weighing us down. We can't carry it. We can't cope with it. It's, you know, it, it's making us ill. It, it's, it, it's, giving us, it's giving us pain. But the other burden is manageable. It's free of stress. It's copable with. In fact, it gives us meaning and purpose. But to take up the one, we've first of all got to put the other down. You know, if somebody came in here carrying the, a great big box, staggering under the weight of it, and, and you know, we might say to them here, you know, you, you're not coping with that, take this instead, this is a lot more coping with. They'd have to put the big burden down before they were able to pick up the, the, lit, the little burden. And that's what we've got to do. We've got Jesus invites us to come with all the burdens, all those things that are troubling us, us and, and worrying us and causing a problem and bring them to him. Bring them to him and lay them at his feet so that instead we can take up his will and his purpose and his direction in, in, in our lives. And I believe that's what he, he wants us to do. He doesn't say, put this down and sit down and do nothing. He said, I've got, I've got a purpose for you. I've got a, something great for you to do. Something that's, that's fulfilling. Something for you to accomplish that I want you to take up. But first of all, you've got to put down this burden that, you, that, you, that you're carrying. You know, it's... It's better picking up Jesus' burden or the burden that he gives us than having nothing at all to do, isn't it? You know, if if you're carrying a heavy burden that's crushing you, yes, you want to put it down. But just putting it down isn't the answer. Because you're going nowhere then, you're doing nothing then, are, are you? You know, you, you, I, I don't know, I think of a, a, a furniture removal company and, and, and the moving people in the house. And if there's somebody struggling with it, they don't just, they'll get some help with it maybe. They don't just put it down and that's it and forget about it because the job doesn't get done. Um, you know, Jesus wants to give us meaning and purpose and fulfilment in life. It just doesn't say, come to me and all your problems will be solved and you won't have to do anything and that's it and just sit back and relax and do nothing. We'd soon get very fed up with that and life would be pointless. You know, many people who come to Jesus, uh, and and I, I I was like that, when I came to Jesus, I was looking for meaning and purpose in my life. I was, at, I was at university. I would, you know, seemingly things were going, going well for me. But I didn't have that meaning and purpose and direction in my life that I needed and that I found in Jesus. And all of a sudden things seemed, made sense to me. When I came to Jesus, and I knew why I was there, and I knew my purpose in life, and that was, that's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to burden us for purpose, but he doesn't want to overburden us with things we can't cope with. He wants uh, the burden 
that he gives, he wants to be fulfilling, not crushing. It's the same with the yoke, because he talks about a yoke. Now then, a yoke is something that they put on cattle in, in, the, time, in the times of Jesus. And a lot, lot I mean, we, we have all our combine harvesters and things like that now, don't we? But for centuries and centuries, they put on cattle to direct them in the ploughing of the fields. And the yoke was a heavy wooden thing, and it was cumbersome. But it, it, you moved it and you could turn the cattle this way and that way. You could get them to, to move forward. You could get them to go where you want it. So the yoke was there for direction. And, but it would rub against the shoulders of the cattle. And at the end of the day, they'd be, you know, they'd be chaffed. It wasn't nice. But Jesus says his yoke is easy. You know, it isn't a yoke that's painful and hard it's an easy yoke it's not a yoke that forces you to go where you don't want to go it's a yoke that gently guides you in the right direction and that's what Jesus is offering sometimes we we don't know which way to go. We, 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 we seem to be lacking direction. But Jesus gently guides us in the right direction. The world would put on us yokes that we don't want. That would enslave us and chain us up and take us where we, where we don't want to go. Yeah. And an ass, the conflict in the great opposite directions. Yeah. Whereas when we're with Jesus, we're, it's not conflict. It's, not conflict. it's, unity. it's unity. He leads us in the right direction, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. The, the world would actually wear us down, gr- try to grind us down with all its demands and its burdens. Jesus said, he said, in this world you'll have trouble didn't he? And what the demands that society puts upon us, and I'm not, I'm not talking about us as Christians, about people in general, right? They're very harsh. They want, they want you to get caught up in what they term as pleasure and having fun or whatever. But, it, you know, in, in drugs, in sex, in alcohol, etc. But it just leads to misery. When it leads to misery and it all goes wrong, they then turn around and condemn you. And say, you shouldn't have been doing that. And, you know, instead of lifting you up, when you fall under the pressure of this, they condemn you. In other things, they, they, they demand, you know, that, that you should be giving your all to your work and we, we need to get on in society and make loads of money and, and things like that. Or in, you should be putting your dues into society and be involved in all kinds of social activity. You need, to be looking, you need to be looking after your family and bringing up your family properly. Now, some of these are, are perfectly valid, are valid things. You need to be getting on the social ladder and climbing the social ladder. You need to be doing better than your neighbours are doing. 
All these kind of things. And we somehow feel we can never do enough. We can, we can just never do enough. No matter how hard you try, how hard you work at it, you can never do enough because of the demands that society say we, you, ought to be do, you ought to be doing. You ought to be having this, you ought to be having that, you ought to be doing this, you ought to be doing that. And it's just demand upon demand upon demand. No wonder Jesus says, come to me, you who are weary. Because there's a very many world-weary people in society. So Jesus instead invites us to come to him and receive rest, to lay down those burdens of having to get on, of having to get a bigger house all the time, of having to earn more money all the time, to lay down those burdens of, 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 of relationship and of doing everything right and and of appearing right in the eyes of what society says should, we should be. Um, he invites us to come and lay those things down, and instead take up what he has to offer for us. In Matthew 6 and verses 25 to 34, he talks about not being anxious about things. Don't worry about things. Don't be anxious about what, what you're going to wear and what you're going to eat and, and what you're going to, be, you're going to drink. Don't, don't be anxious about them. And he says at the end of that, he says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. He says, come to me, you know. And I'll, sort, I'll give you what you need anyway. You'll receive from me but I can give you fulfilment and meaning and purpose as well. In Psalm 55 and verse 22, it says, Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. And in 1 Peter 5 and verse 7, it says, Casting all your anxieties upon him... Because he cares for you. Now, notice what these burdens are. They're anxieties, their worries, their fears. He's not saying, get rid of your responsibilities. He's saying, stop being anxious about them. Stop worrying about them. He's not saying, come to me and everything be okay. You can just give up your job. Yeah? Come to me, everything okay, you can stop worrying about looking after your family. He's not saying that. He's saying you don't have to be anxious and worried about them. You can hand over that anxiety to me and I will direct you and then you'll be able to do all these things all all the better. In the parable of the sower, which which we all know very well, it's the the seed that was choked by the thorns, was likened to those whose faith was being choked by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life. It was being choked out of them. They were choked by the cares. They were worrying about things in life, about what they want to do, but they were also seeking the pleasures of life rather than, than God. 
Now, I'm not, again, I'm not saying there's, there's not anything wrong with pleasure. God wants us to be full of joy. But if we're just seeking after things for things' sake, then actually they become, they, they become meaningless, don't they? Um, but it was those who were able to put aside these things and bury their roots in the good soil that produced the fruit 40 or 60 or a, or a hundred, or a hundred fold. Jesus is saying, you know, the pressure, the burden that life's excesses can cause, if, as we just if we just pursue pleasure, and we we all know the the, the dangers of those things. Put them aside. He's saying the worries about valid things like your family, your job, etc. Put them aside because I'm in control of that. And come to me and release yourself into what I've got for you. You know that worry is very tiring, isn't it? It it wears you down. You can actually spend a lot of time worrying and accomplishing nothing. And, you know, it, even, even without spending the time, it can, it can tire you out. Jesus says, cast your cares, cast your worries on me. Take your anxieties to me and I'll release you into working into those situations. He says... I'm not going to overburden you. I'm going to give you something that you can cope with and something that's fulfilling to you. But what he doesn't say is that you're going to sit back and do nothing. And I think, you know, sometimes we can have the attitude that, oh, God is in control, he'll do it anyway. Or, you know, case sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. And we just sit back and do nothing. No, God wants us to be actively and highly involved in his work on earth. He said that right from the outset. He said that, he said that right from the outset from when he rose from the dead. He said it was his commission to his disciples, wasn't it? To go into all the world, to spread the good news, to tell people everywhere. Not for us to sit back and, and, and do nothing. You know, we, we all have a, a need in us to be... To be useful, don't we? To, 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 I mean, maybe that's... Or, or to have purpose and direction, don't we? Yeah? yeah? For we have a need in us to be needed. Yeah? That's what relationship is all about. And this is what Jesus is, is saying, to, saying to us. That he can fulfil that need in us without crushing us without it being overburdensome for us, without us falling under. He'll take away the worry from it and replace it with his, his purpose.
And that's what we need to do, isn't it? We need to hand over all the fear and all the worry about all the situations that we, that we face and say, Lord, will you come in and will you work? Not forget about them, but hand over the worry about them and look for his strength to come in. And then we, then we will see God working and moving like we've heard in testimony tonight as, uh, as, we, as, we, as we seek him. We'll see him working in those situations. We haven't abandoned the situations, but we're looking to God to work in them. God can do everything. He can. But he's chosen to work in partnership with us. It's you and God together. It's me and God together. It's us and God together. Um, and that's what a lot of what we heard about this morning, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're here this morning. You know, it, it's, it's exciting, isn't it? It's a, it's a tremendous privilege to think that God wants us to be involved in his purposes and his plans. He could just do it all himself, but he chooses to involve us and to get us involved. So we can't afford to, to sit back. We can't afford to sit back. But with God, we can go on the most exciting adventure that we'll ever have. Ephesians 2 and verse 10 says that we were created for good works. That was why we were created. We were created to do good. And that which God had prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That our life should be one of doing good. It shouldn't be one of, of being worried and burdened and overburdened and crushed. But equally, it shouldn't be one of sitting back and doing nothing. It should be something of doing the good that God wants us, wants us to do. And that, we, that, he, that he, has, he has got for us. Jesus said, take up your cross and bear it. And again, this has been open to a lot of misinterpretation. You know, my, you know, my cross is my bad leg or my dicky heart or something like that. No, Jesus wants us to be healed. He wants us to be healed. Yeah? Or, um, you know, my cross is, is my depression or mental illness or something like that. No, Jesus wants us to be full and whole. Amen. That is not our cross. It is not some bad thing that we have to bear to prove ourselves to be worthy Christians. Right? Think about what Jesus' cross was. Jesus' cross was the very thing that he came for. He came to go to the cross. It was the very fulfilment of his purpose of coming to, to earth. So our cross is the very purpose that God has placed us here for. 
And that's why he's saying, take up that purpose, that, that God-ordained purpose that you've got in your life and bear it and run with it because it will be fulfilling. Yeah. Now, even with, with Jesus and all the suffering he went on the cross, it was a tremendous fulfillment of all he came for. And there was actually tremendous joy in it. Because he said, the, the, the scripture says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He wasn't looking at the cross, he was looking for what it would bring. Amen. Which was tremendous joy. And in our cross, Jesus said, I've got tremendous things for you. I've got great things for you to do that's going to bring tremendous fulfillment and tremendous joy. Take up your cross because I've got great things for you to do, great things for you to, to, to accomplish. I wonder if we can just turn to, to Romans 12 for a, a minute. I just want to read a few verses, sorry, from, from about verse 9 onwards. This is practical Christian advice, which is, it, it, to, to me, showing that we don't just sit back and do nothing. It says, let love be genuine, genuine. abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honour, do not be slothful in, in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, Very, contribute to the needs of the saint and seek Seek to show hospitality. Very practical things involve, involving work and effort. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no evil for evil, but give Give thought to what is honourable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Now there's a lot of stuff there. And again, it can almost seem exhausting on its own. But the end of it is to live peaceably with all. You know, God, God's aim for it is not to exhaust us and to run us down. And to, for us to fall out with everybody. But it's for us to live in peace and harmony and joy. And part of that will be taking up what the, 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 the things that God has got for us. You know, all that stuff there, the end of it, the aim of it was to live peaceably um, with all. In, in Acts, it says... It, it, it says that there's a time when the church knew a time of peace and strengthening and they grew. And that was, there's plenty of times in Acts when they, when they were under persecution. But the desire of God's heart was that they would be at peace with those around us, around them. They would be spreading the good news to them. And they had that time when they were... When they were 
when they were at peace, but they were growing and they were moving forward. They weren't at peace and doing nothing. And that is God's will for us, that we'll know his love and his joy and his peace. Can we turn to to 1 Timothy 2, please? We're jumping about a bit tonight. Reading the first few verses, it says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all, all who are in high position, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So he's saying there, Paul is is talking about leading a quiet, peaceful, godly life. And he says this is God's will. But in it, it isn't by hiding away. It isn't by sitting down and doing nothing. But it's by being active. It's by Letting people know about the goodness of God. It's spreading his word. It's praying with all prayers and intercessions and thanksgiving for all people everywhere. It's praying for rulers and people in authority. It's through taking the initiative. So so God is saying he wants his peace to reign in the earth. And that's going to happen through us. That's going to happen through us. So I see what I'm, what I'm trying to get across, I suppose, tonight is that let's come to Jesus. Let's come to Jesus with all our, our burdens, our cares, our worries, our problems, our anxieties. And let's put them down at his feet and let go of them. But let's not leave it there. Let's take up the good things that God has got for us so that we can move forward in purpose and we can move forward in power and see, see things change, see things happen because that's what, that's what God wants. And let's do that, I believe, through the prayer, through prayer and the word. We, God has given us a, a mighty weapon in prayer. Yeah. And in one or two of the scriptures we've, been, we've looked at tonight, it's talked about prayer. Just in the last one, in, in 1 Timothy 2, it, it has. I believe that God would have us pray things into being. Yes? If you go right back to Genesis... In the beginning, God said, and it was. God spoke his word, and it happened. The heavens and the earth were created. And we are God's people. We are the likeness of God. 
And I think, I believe he wants us to speak out in prayer and to see things happen. To speak things into being. To speak out and see healings happen. To speak out and see miracles take place. To speak out and see situations and circumstances change. He wants us to be active in that. You know, Jesus was amazed at one point on the faith of the centurion who wasn't a Jew. And he said to him, just speak the word and he will be healed. Jesus wants us to, to speak the word. He wants us to to bind things that need binding. He wants us to speak release into situations so that his spirit can be released and move and work. We've we've got a, a a great job to do, a great role to play. But it's not going to bring us down and it's not going to crush us. It's going to build us up and it's going to be... It's going, to, it's going to be great. I'd like to, I want to, to close now, but you know, I'd like to finish by giving the people the opportunity to be prayed for. Maybe you feel tonight that you feel burdened and you feel heavy and you feel if things are getting on top of you in, in different ways and you, want to, you just want to come to Jesus and, and release that to him and you want to know a release from that burden and that strain and that worry and if that's the case then we'd be it'd be great to pray with you but also I'd like to pray with people to release them into new ministry to release them into the purpose of God in their life Maybe you feel you, you've been sitting around too long. Or maybe you feel you, know, you, you, you want the release from this burden so that you can be released into, into more and more of what God has got for you. If you want to be, be prayed for like that, then, then please come forward and we'll pray.